from Relay FM, this is Connected, episode 174. Today's show is brought to you by Hover, Squarespace, and Pingdom. We have a very special episode for you all today. Happy New Year. It is our year in review. We're going to look back at 2017 now that we're in 2018. And we're going we're gonna to think about it. We're going to talk about it. Uh, Felici Anno Nuevo, Federico. That's <laughs> Grazie, Mike. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've been practicing Italian behind the scenes. Uh, I've just been listening to Google Translate in my ear whilst I was doing the intro. So I've got new skills. Uh, Happy New Year, Stephen. Hey, buddy. Happy New Year. How you doing? Good. We actually do have follow-up, believe it or not. Uh, but it is the longest form of follow-up that we have maybe ever participated in. So each each year we make predictions about the year, and we're going to follow up on our predictions for 2017, which we made 12 <laughs> months ago. It's really, it's it's really the, fo- the follow-up of the year, uh, literally of mm-hmm. the year. So mm-hmm. um, we have a couple of rounds of predictions here. Um, and I thought that I could, I'll just share the predictions that we made and then we can talk about maybe how, how they went. So up first we have Federico because we, we, in our style round robin these predictions round robin rounded Robin. I like rounded Robin. Rounded Robin. We rounded Robin. Rounded Robin done. We went right around the Robin (laughs) and Federico, you said Siri on iOS will gain more verbal responses. Speak more than it does now when activated with your voice. It can hold longer mm-hmm. conversations without the user needing to look at the screen. Yeah, uh, m- maybe, kinda. Not, not too much. Not, not to the extent that I was hoping for. Uh, I think we've seen at least the intention of having some kind of non-screen Siri with the HomePod, but that of course was delayed. So uh, I, I would give myself a. Forty percent, correct. Let's go with a half point. Let's go with half, a half point, point. Half point. Yeah. Okay, half point. We've seen some improvements with with the with the voice activation on iOS, and we will get the audio only Siri with the HomePod, but it's not here yet. Uh, I'll give you a kinda. I think kinda's the mm-hmm. where yeah. we come down on that. Uh, so I was up next, and I I said uh, I got the names wrong. I said the iPhone Seven S and Seven S Plus. Will look like the seven and seven plus, not this unicorn edge to edge phone that's been been rumored. Um, so I would say, other than the naming, I got that I got that right. So yeah, so yeah. kinda. Do I get a point for the point deducted for the name? Maybe no. See, like I think there's a bunch of things. I think yes, you're gonna get the point, but like I wonder what Stephen of January 2017 was thinking. Like, was Stephen of January 2017 thinking there would be no iPhone 10? That's what I wonder. Yeah, I don't like, know. Were you just like. The only phones, I mean, that that's one I'm not sure of. But you do, I mean, I think that's worth a point. Like, what you're saying is basically what happened. They yeah. just, the names were slightly different. Also, are we keeping points? Because I haven't written anything down yet. I am keeping points. I'm doing uh, it right now. You're always scoring things, aren't you? Just like throughout the I day, throughout everything. your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a score with me. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike, we come to you next. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> 2017, we'll see a more powerful iMac at the top of the line that rivals and replaces the Mac Pro. The Mac Pro will go away. The Mac Mini also goes away. By the end of 2017, only the iMac remains. 
I have a couple of things I want to address on this prediction. Okay. One, I was too greedy. I tried to do too many things. Way too many things. Two, <laughs> yes. Way too many. <laughs> I would say, right, like if you if you discount the Mac Mini part from this, in January of 2017, I was correct because that was clearly what Apple was going to it do. It was a safe right? bet like, then. Yeah. Um, because they had no plan for a Mac Pro. So, like, I don't know. I feel like I would give myself half, because I did at least get the iMac part right. I, um, I would but say, I'm leave it to you too. I would say, so I think you make three predictions here. A more powerful iMac, no Mac Pro, no Mac Mini. In, if, if you count them as three mini predictions, I think you get a third of a point. You're really and screwing I mean, up the point system here. We need to just decide <laughs> zero, half, or one. We can't start this doing is, fractions. This is this is half <laughs> the, a point. That is half and, a point. Okay. And I mean, I mean, by the end of 2017, only the iMac, the more powerful iMac remains. It's it is not totally <laughs> wrong. But they didn't go away. You can still buy a Mac Mini. You shouldn't because it's super sure, sad. Sure, you can also buy the Mac Pro, but the new one isn't out you yet. You shouldn't do that either. Uh, so half point. You shouldn't. You shouldn't buy. It's a it's okay. a half point, it's a Mike. Half point. Yeah. There's a sub point here, and I don't know. We broke the Robin. I said uh, also had end of life for the Mac Mini, so that's not correct but it does feel that, that way that wasn't even a real prediction yeah. you were just lumping on yeah so we'll just uh, discard <laughs> that so round two iCloud uh, so I said this iCloud free 5 gigabyte limit will be increased uh, nope <laughs> that's <laughs> zero points <laughs> oh well I, <laughs> moving I, on I, I got very excited for the next prediction yeah, the, I, I really this is another wild. one where it, the lesson of today is <laughs> your predictions should be simple <laughs> yeah I, I would say I would say before you read this before you read this <laughs> I knew at the time that this prediction was unlikely but I was going with like if I was right this is bold this it was going to be a great one but I so next wasn't. next time we make predictions we should have uh, we should have predictions where we we risk it mm. and you can get double points oh, that's but good. because it's a bold one but Love if you lose like you get you lose one you get minus one that is a very very good rule that we will institute for the next prediction okay, somebody perfect. needs to write that down but that is a great that's rule next week like, right we're gonna do it next week yeah we're gonna do oh, it next perfect week. just write it down because we have short memory. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so if if you're standing up listening to this podcast, you should sit down for this one. <laughs> <laughs> An iPhone Pro with Apple Pencil support. Two Apple Pencils, the standard, and a new short one that supports the iPhone and iPad mini. <laughs> I mean, the idea is amazing. But I still think one day, I still think one day it will happen, but... No, it was not in 2017. No, no, it wasn't. Well. I do see though if they're going to make one for the phone. Like I see where you're going with this, right? If they make one with the phone, yeah, the pencil yeah. should not be longer than the phone is tall. Can't be. <laughs> like, yeah, and it, if they make an iPad Mini Pro, which it doesn't look like you're going to, but we no. weren't sure at that point, it still wouldn't work because like the pencil I think is taller than the iPad Mini. Like so, I have my iPhone 10 in one hand and my Apple Pencil in the other, and it feels like I'm writing with like. I don't like a giant, giant like. Tool. Well, you know, you not, get those like novelty pencil. jumbo pencils. Exactly, it's like one of those. That's how it feels. All right, so to to uh, finish up round two, uh, Federico predicted mm. Apple Music will be redesigned again and gain more Spotify-like algorithmic. That's a word I can't say, and it's uh, in here. Algorithmic, algorithmic, algorithmic. Uh, machine learning features. We'll call it that. 
an Apple version of the Daily Mix and a way to discover back catalog songs from artists you don't know. Mm. Parentheses, discover weekly? Question mark. Mm. Eh. So mm. we didn't get the. So let's go. Let's go over what they did. We didn't get the redesign. Uh, we got the new chill mix mm-hmm. in the for you page, and we got the ability to ask Siri to play something I like, uh, and the social features. But I didn't mention those at all. So I would say this is not a point hmm. because. Uh, I don't think it is uh, because redesign no gain more Spotify. Alg- the only algorithmic feature could be the daily mix. I'm not sure that's worth half a point though. Uh, Mike, I'll leave it to you. Uh, I don't think it is. Yeah, but- no, I think that that what we actually got was vastly yeah. more simple than what Federico was predicting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no point. All right, the uh, the final round. Uh, Mike learned his lesson from the previous two rounds and went something simpler and more open-ended, which is another smart way to do a prediction. Some element of an AR-focused device from Apple. I think that's a yeah. straight up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the Some iPhone element, yeah. 10 is AR-focused and we got AR kit. Like, yeah, we got that. Uh, Federico wanted to see heads roll, an executive shakeup in the macOS or iOS software teams. <laughs> 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 Why though? Was I upset for some reason? Everyone was everyone was upset in 2016. Yeah, you can you can you can see the negativity here. Why? I mean, okay, um, that's obviously uh, no point, and also I was wrong. Right. Uh, in fact, yeah. I'm pretty sure that even more teams are now under Craig Federighi. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, really, the only change we saw, and it wasn't an executive shake but we saw Siri move from Eddie yeah, Q exactly. yeah. to Craig's organization. So that's not an executive shakeup. It's just a change. So I don't, I don't think there's any points there. Yeah, no points. And rounding us out, I said, uh, and it seemed bananas at the time, a redesigned Mac Pro. That's half a point. Yeah, I guess I think, so. I, think it is. I mean, we didn't see anything, but we knew it was coming, right? So I guess I guess that would count. I think it's a half. I'll go with half. All right. So yeah. now this is where the points are because we have some extras that no points are awarded. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Stephen, right. that puts me and you at tie of one and a half points each. Okay. What Federico yeah. have? Half a point. <laughs> Sorry, Federico. Yeah, I better I better win next <laughs> year. One, one half point. <laughs> <laughs> gonna gonna try harder. Gonna try harder yeah. uh, with with the new rules uh, the next time we do these predictions. But okay, yeah. l- let's do the extras. Let's see. Okay, so so these we said no points will be awarded. It's just bragging uh, rights. But you know we're just we're just talking. Mm-hmm. Mike said a ten point nine inch bezelless iPad Pro. It's like kinda right. It ended, uh, we thought it was going to be ten nine. It ended up being ten five, and it has less bezels. And it's not, not no bezels. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not no bezel. <laughs> Less bezel. Federico hung his hat on iOS 10.3. Oh, those days. No. With a redesigned split screen revealing the home screen and the app switcher instead of the vertical slider we have now. It was not 10.3. And it was not the the split screen showing you the home screen. Um, So something changed with the the app switcher, of course, and and the multitasking, but not that kind of... Nope. Because this is basically what I had in mind for the concept yep. also. Uh, so this is not what yeah. we got. Yeah, uh, I came up next with, with another iPad prediction. Uh, all four of these are iPad predictions, actually, now that I look at this. 
Multi-user support on iPad for the masses. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. That's still no in education, right? Yeah, it's, it, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. And you can do it like if you basically treat your house as a school and like mm-hmm. run Mac OS Server and do a bunch of crazy stuff but that no one should do. Uh, Federico finished us off. New iPad accessories, keyboard plus protection mm. plus pencil holder. Uh, basically almost right. We didn't get the keyboard, but yeah. we got the sleeves and we got the pencil holder. Um, yeah. So... 75% right. Mm. Yeah. So three quarters of an imaginary point. Yeah. So that's, that's our, uh, were our predictions for 2017. Uh, clearly we didn't do great. Uh, it's always, you know, it's after the new year, you're feeling good. You want, you want things, good things to happen. And uh, I think we got, I think we all got a little excited. Mike got the most excited. <laughs> I'm going to say, considering how out there I got, the fact that I was 50% correct, I'm feeling all right about that. Right, I got one and a half points out of three points, and I predicted yeah. that Apple would only have one computer at the end of the year. So <laughs> I think all in all, I did a pretty good job. But today we are going to talk about month by month the the big news, the things that we were excited to review and take a look at how they've changed over the last year. We will begin with January, and of every of every story that I came across, the one that surprised me the most, as I can't believe that happened this year, was in January, App.net shut down. That was when it shut down. What? Because <laughs> Are you had, sure? Yeah, it, well, because it had been running in that maintenance mode, right, for a long time. And App.net was, maintenance was mode. All, the service was <laughs> shut down in January. Um, and this was why Micro.blog then appeared on Kickstarter, which is something we spoke about for a bunch of, for a bunch. Um, mm-hmm, okay. Jimmy Iovine, Iovine says uh, that Apple Music is becoming more than music alone. This is where we start to get the first hints mm-hmm. of original content from yeah. Apple. It's becoming yeah. Apple more. It's a new name. Apple mm-hmm. more. It's a Apple, lot more okay. stuff. Hmm. Is that a prediction? Are you, are you putting that in <laughs> no, 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 okay, no. Okay. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I got to think about that. Also in uh, January, Chris Lantner appeared on ATP. Uh, the day after he left Apple to go to Tesla, um, or it was just about around the same time. Uh, Chris will pop up later on in the show because that wasn't all he did this year. But uh, <laughs> he leaves Apple, he leaves the Swift team, goes over to Tesla to work on their self-driving stuff. I, I will say, you know, that was a, a really fascinating interview on ATP. And, it, you know, it was nerdy, as you would expect, but it, it really was great. And I'm still so thrilled for those guys mm-hmm. that they landed that. They totally, yeah, they did a great job. Uh, rumors began in January that Apple were going to replace Touch ID. We were talking about it for like nine yeah. months. Can yeah. you believe that? Wow. Apple versus Consumer Reports on MacBook Pro battery tests. What was this? I don't remember oh, this. Yeah. It feels like forever ago that basically Consumer Reports was saying that the batteries in the new MacBook Pros were not lasting long enough. And then it turns out that Consumer Reports was doing something non-ordinary with their testing procedures like they oh, Stephen yeah. what, what would they do like they were loading Safari in some weird yeah. way uh, yeah they had it set where like it I think it like wasn't saving cookies and like all this stuff yeah, where yeah 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 making it work harder than it needed to and like Phil Schiller like tweeted an iMore link it was a it was crazy really crazy um okay. iOS 10.3 launches uh with standardized with nothing Federico wanted <laughs> standardized app review prompts and the ability for developers to reply to reviews I feel like so I see the standardized app review prompts every now and then I rate more yeah. apps now 
um, sure. since then. Yeah. I do. Uh, because it's just an easy way to do it. It's right there. It's in the app. And I've found that on the whole, like a lot of developers have found really good places to put it. Like you've completed an action and it pops up with a review. Yeah. Yeah. But the um the developers being able to reply to reviews, I think when it was announced, it seemed like it was like everyone was really excited about it, it was gonna be a great thing, and I feel like I've never heard anything about it ever again. Nor do I ever really feel like I see them. But I don't I read see, the reviews. I see often. some of them. Okay. I, I see I, I would say seventy percent of the time when I'm when I'm looking for like a new app that I don't know and and the app has been around for a while. Like, for example, I was looking at uh, uh Lear, the RSS reader, and it turns out it's been around for, for several months and um, the I often when I scroll because you need to scroll horizontally on iOS 11 on the app store uh, and I see yeah uh. I know it's <laughs> totally <laughs> terrible um, and and I see developer responses now do I find them useful not really I, it feels like I'm reading an email between two people and that's <laughs> just, 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 just like one person is really upset and the developer responds we're sorry you're having issues <laughs> like okay this is like you're you're just complaining in public it's you have been really, assigned uh, ticket number 4623 <laughs> So yeah. I, I don't think they're really useful. It feels like when when people get upset with each other and they post screenshots of emails on Twitter, you know, mm-hmm, some, some mm-hmm, folks like to do mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't really like it. So yeah, I, I don't think they're really useful. I I do. <laughs> so there's one app I use, and I, I won't app shame them here, uh, but they throw up the old. Like what was the what was like the open source project to like put uh, review stuff in your app and like if you hit no it basically had an email oh form God, so like yeah. you wouldn't leave so there's an app I use on a regular basis that still does that and every time now I send them an email and I, and, I, and I just say use the new <laughs> uh, review system you should you should and they never they never email me back. <laughs> <laughs> you should maybe leave a review on the app store and say please use this and maybe they're gonna reply there maybe they'll reply <laughs> or or you could just send them a fake like app review rejection and cite the cite yeah. the rule change uh, that's terrible that's terrible. Uh, we move into February. In February, Tim Cook started to uh, talk about how amazing AR could be. Uh, when he yeah. was being asked about VR, he started changing the conversation to AR on, on one of his uh, many international tours that Tim does. Um, to everybody's surprise, in February, Apple announced that WWDC was moving to San Jose. Mm. That was a fun morning for everyone. That um, was mm-hmm. that was a shock. <laughs> I was in my pajamas, just minding yep. my own business. Just I was making soup. I was casually sipping my espresso. It was like mm-hmm. <laughs> noon or 11 a.m., I don't remember. And John, John texts me on iMessage, and he's like, uh, WWDC just got announced. And my reply, I cannot say what I replied on the, on the show, but I was quite upset and initially surprised, <laughs> then upset, then, yep. oh, my God, we need to cover this. And then, oh, my God, I need to text Mike and we need to make plans. Uh, we were days, like single digit days away from signing a deal to have another like live relay show oh, in San Francisco. Oh, no. <laughs> and the contract was flexible enough where we could change the date, like within, you know, the month of June, but not so flexible that we could change city. So uh, thankfully, and also it was so we were actually like we were like Stephen had asked for the contract. He was like, please send it, and they just hadn't sent it yet. Um, and yeah. the, I think the contract we would have been on the hook for fifty percent of the 
Yeah, it, it would have been, been, it been bad news. very upsetting. So luckily, it was just at the right time. So we were just we were <laughs> yeah. just very confident we knew the date based upon like Moscone calendars. But the reason it was open was because <laughs> Apple just wasn't going there. <laughs> Maybe we should just book Moscone in future. Uh, the Twitterific for Mac Kickstarter appeared in February. Um, I think that's gone very well. I think overall uh, for for the Icon Factory, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Um, in February, even though we knew the name and some of the basics of the show, um, we see for the first time the Planet of the Apps trailer in February. Oh my so God. this is where really? we see the uh, the elevator pitch and the, or escal- oh. yeah, and escalator no, pitch, the escalator, escalator pitch. pitch, and all of that stuff. Um, and we, also, uh, Carpool Karaoke had its first trailer at the Grammy Awards um, in February as well. Rumors start to circulate of a 5.8-inch iPhone with function row and 3D-sensing front camera for facial recognition. I would say, on the whole, I mean, like that was a pretty solid. And the function row, it could. Uh, I sometimes wonder if it was like a translation, mis- you know, miscommunication between the supply chain and whoever reports these rumors. Because if you look at it, it's a function bar. It's it's a it's a horizontal thing that you interact with. So it's kind of a function bar row. And yeah. the 3D sensing, of course, we got with the with the facial recognition. So it's um, it's pretty correct, I would say. Um, Instagram rolls out support for multiple photos in a post. Um, I'm still not mm. very happy with the mm. interaction of that. Like, yeah. if you swipe it just wrong, you end up in messages. It's like, no. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're making that separate messaging app. Who knows? Um, Apple says that Apple Park will be open to employees in April. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was open to one employee would be my expectation. Yeah. The, if you don't yeah. know, like, the reason we find this funny, I think everybody that any of us have ever spoken to does not and has not moved in uh i don't know if people have yeah. now i think that maybe it's happening more now but it seemed like april was the first employees but then there were no more <laughs> like that was it yeah i i think i mean like we've got friends who have just moved and some that haven't yet it, i think so i mean all construction projects are like this i've taken part of several now and uh it all goes really well until it goes terribly wrong, and the end of projects like this just takes a long time because you're dealing with all these little details, and you have Johnny Ive, you know, walking around with calipers measuring the thickness of door handles, and it, it just takes a uh-huh. while. And I think they're still getting there, but yeah, that that's really funny in hindsight that it's you know January and there's still people who haven't moved in. They yet. had a press release and everything with a photo tour and videos and uh, everything up on Apple.com. They, I, yep. I wonder what happened, but you know. Mozilla acquired Pocket in February. I remember those companies. I had totally <laughs> forgotten about this acquisition. Like a few weeks ago, I was, I was doing some research about Pocket, and and I and I saw the my, our own s- story on the site, and I was like, really, Mozilla acquired Pocket, and John wrote the story. And okay, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense now. Firefox has native Pocket integration, so. Which is pretty nice. I don't use Firefox, though. So, yeah, me neither. Yeah. Me neither, but, you know. So they're still around, so. All right, that is February, and we're going to take our first break at this point and thank our friends over at Hover. Building your online identity is so important. And with Hover, you can find the domain that shows the world who you are, what you're passionate about, what your thing is. And, hey, look, it's the new year. It is New Year's resolution time. This is the time of year that I'm sure that so many of you are thinking, now is the time to start that incredible project that I've had in my mind. 
you need a domain name if you want to do that. Like, this is a great time of the year to start something new. Like, it is the right time. And if you want to have a web presence for whatever it is, which you probably should, no matter whatever it is, especially if it's something like a business. I know this is something that, that we've all considered when starting our businesses. You need websites for this stuff. And domain names are one of the most important parts. It is the thing that people will remember. It is the way that people will come to you. It is the way that people will interact with what you're doing. And Hover are the best place to buy your domains. They have best-in-class customer support. They have free who is privacy so bad guys don't get your information. And they can also give you personalized email that matches your domain to further support your online identity. So when you're emailing people, people get that name. They get that your They get that domain uh, right there. They get it right in front of them. They see exactly who it is. If you want to show the world what you're passionate about, Hover is there to help you make that first step. Head to hover.com slash connected right now and get 10% of your first purchase. Thank you to Hover for their support of this show. The best news of the year happened in March when the Nintendo Switch was released. Yes, I agree. This is the best news. We can we can end the roundup here. Yep. Um, that the, the year <laughs> ended for me and Federico. Uh, at that point, Basically. that was it. Wow. Um, yeah. Remaster got ruined. Uh, it, it was a show about all types of gaming, and then I think from March onwards, it just became a Nintendo Switch <laughs> podcast. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, I love my Nintendo Switch so 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 yep. so much, and uh, yeah, it's the best. It is the best, best, best. Yeah, uh, I've been. I play. I checked the other day. I played almost uh, one hundred and ninety hours of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Uh, as Mike said, the Nintendo Switch totally changed what we do a remaster. And the even though I I bought this year a 4K TV and a PlayStation Pro, and I'm now playing with a with Horizon on my PS4. I still think about Zelda and the Switch, and uh, we're currently. Uh, we 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 take the switch out to you know i bought a uh, like a carry on bag uh, Sylvia's mm-hmm. making fun of me every single day she sees this bag it's like a little suitcase for the switch and i have a separate dock and a set of cables and basically whenever we go visit our parents or some friends i take the switch with us uh it's like a family member now it's like our dogs but it doesn't mm-hmm. bark and uh, it's also fun to play with and yeah the it's uh, discount you know uh, set inside apple products uh, the the switch is the Apple, the product of 2017 for me, hands down. It's amazing. Uh, and then a product that I don't think anybody remembers. Uh, the product red iPhone 7 came out in March. Again, one of those things where I saw it and was like, that was in 2017? You sure? Yeah, yeah, there was a new iPhone in March. Yeah. It was weird, right? Yeah, and it, uh, it was a red one. I have a weird story about this iPhone. So I went to the store uh, to see it, and I took a picture of it, just like uh, kind of like a just a cruddy Instagram photo. And I've never had something on Instagram go viral on Instagram. I didn't know that was really mm. a thing. Because, like, there's no – I don't even know how people found it. Like, there's no hashtags, like, because I'm, I'm not that person. Like, my caption was one word. All it said was shiny. But this thing got, like, tons of comments and, like, 3,600 likes on Instagram, which I just don't – I don't know how or, like, if it was embedded in some article somewhere. But it was – it was crazy. I wonder if it was embedded in an article. That sounds about right. It's got to be. It's yeah. got to be right. But the phone is very red, and I thought really kind of pretty. But then it was, you know, gotten rid of in September and never to be heard from again. I had a white front, right? It did, and people were very upset about that. Uh, at the same time as the product red iPhone Seven Clips was announced um, to be released in April. 
when it was then released in April, everybody didn't like it. Was most of, mm-hmm. of the. I mean, I know there are some people that did. I'm I'm being facetious, but I think the overall thing was it was a weird app. I will say that Clips has gotten way better as the year went on, yeah. and I think that it is actually now a really solid, fun little mm. application for making videos. That it, I think, maybe underwhelmed a little bit when it came out in April. I think initially, initially, many of us had the reaction that this is another side project, like uh, music memos or cards oh. or you know all mm-hmm. the apps that oh, Apple yeah. did before. And it, this this one seems to be the the one that has been able to stick around, get updates, a uh, big 2.0 version later. Uh, so I wonder if this is sort of a playground for Apple and their camera team and their well, photos team. Yeah, I think it is because it, the, the difference between this and something like music memos is there probably will be new stuff it can do every year because the camera is such an important part of the operating system. So, like, I expect it to be able to continue to do new things in a way that some of these other side project-y apps haven't been able to. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, We spent a bunch of time... uh, We devoted basically an entire episode talking about workflow in April, talking about our favorite workflows. And then Steven was asking me and Federico a bunch of questions, including like, what would you do if they went away? Uh, I think either like two, yeah, two weeks later, Apple bought workflow. Um, me and Federico were terrified. Uh, the rest of the year is kind of, proved that workflow is in safe hands right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We, obviously we still don't know what the future holds. Yeah. We're not getting the same update pace that that the app used to have when mm-hmm. it was independent but it was clear it was clear i mean it's clear now that all those big updates that we got at the end of 2016 and early 2017 like uh, magic variables and all the you know all the, those uh, new designs for for file actions those were updates uh, meant to sort of leave the app in a good state before the acquisition and in fact the workflow got a bunch of updates throughout 2017 and it was also updated for iOS 11 but not with groundbreaking stuff like they they were not updates to the extent of magic variables or web APIs for example uh, so Apple is maintaining workflow they're ensuring that it works well on iOS 11 on the iPhone 10 that it supports some form of drag and drop but the idea, at least my feeling, is they're working on workflow too, whatever, uh, and whether that's a that's a system feature or still a separate application on on iOS, I don't know. Uh, but I get the feeling that they're maintaining the current version while they're working on whatever's coming next. And at a time when we were clamoring for new iPad Pros, Apple released a three hundred and twenty nine dollar iPad, nine point seven inch, <laughs> just called the iPad. Um, I remember at the time just being so concerned uh, because, <laughs> you know, especially the 12.9-inch iPad Pro was really old at that point. Um, and, yeah. yeah, it was it was concerning. It was like 18 months old. There was no new software, right? Nothing had happened. We didn't get the 10.3 we wanted. And then the iPad came out, and it was like that was all it was. It was a, it was a concerning time to be an iPad fan. Um, we move on to April. In April... It was a less concerning time to be a Mac fan because Apple brought a mm-hmm. bunch of journalists to some weird Mac design lab somewhere um, and did a. Uh, they they sat them all around a table which was circular, so they were able to call it the round table, and mm. they spoke about the iMac Pro, which was going to be released this year. 
um, and a completely rethought modular Mac Pro, uh, which we don't have any more details about, but we knew that it was coming. This was Apple's recommitment to the Mac and to professional Mac users. They, they, they owned up to the fact that they totally screwed up the Mac Pro. Yeah, it was an an apology meeting uh, mm-hmm. saying we're gonna we're gonna make the max you want. You're just gonna have to wait. Mm-hmm. I just remember waking up that morning and you know kind of opening Tweetbot on my phone because it broke pretty early, and people just freaking out mm-hmm. that you know Apple had addressed this at all, let alone like in a hands-on meeting in in you know some sort of secret Mac lab. Um, I think in Panzerino's article, he he mentions that there's like a 20th anniversary Mac, like on a bookcase, like in the room or like in the lobby or something like this crazy inside Apple view that we just don't see. And, you know, so far they are on track to deliver what they promised. We have the iMac Pro now. And in that press release announcing the sale of the iMac Pro, they reiterate there is a modular upgradable Mac Pro uh, coming, coming later. And so... We're in chapter one of the story. Chapter two is pending. You know, uh, we're not going to make predictions today, but you know, my guess is we'll see something at WWDC and then release at the end of the year. So it is. If you're a pro Mac user uh, and you were concerned about hardware, hopefully those concerns are uh, put at ease now. Snapchat releases uh, the first of their AR lenses. So like it was like a rainbow and stuff. And this has been a, a thing which it was really cool at the time. Snapchat. Uh, to date, is still using their own technology um, for all of their lenses and stuff. But uh, that that's been a popular thing. It's the remember the hot dog. Remember the hot dog. That was yeah. one of those dancing mm-hmm. hot dog. Mm-mm. No, you wouldn't. It's okay. Uh, the Internet Archives classic Mac OS emulation. I don't know know what this means. Yes, you just put it in there. You knows. threw in a word <laughs> soup for me to read. What does that even mean? No, so. So you can go to this. The most the most important thing you need to know is you can play Oregon Trail from uh, MECC, which is like the Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium, I think. This company that used to make educational games. And you can play like Oregon Trail, like on an old Mac in your browser, because the Internet Archive is made of magic. Wouldn't you want to, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Can't w- wait to do why it. would you play with your Nintendo Switch? I know. Let me go play. Oregon, Oregon Trail was Trail. so good. Never played it. I'll put a link to Oregon Trail directly into the show notes. People can go play it. Also in April, Apple confirmed worldwide Apple Store redesigns. They first used the Town Hall name and introduced the Today at Apple program. This is where we got the Genius Grove. and I mean, some stores had started to open. Um, some stores have been open for quite a while. But this is where Apple really kind of doubles down on the idea. The Today at Apple program really kind of started to take shape and they moved ahead from this point. But this is like we're redesigning stores, we're opening more stores, and they're all going to have this, this design aesthetic. This is where they, I think, finally come to the conclusion of the changes that they've been trialing in some of the bigger stores. Um, they now put, they then started to push it out to the world. Just remembering this, uh, a wave of inspiration is washing over me. Uh, pretty much like when I when I read about Dropbox, you know, it's mm-hmm. Dropbox the the design uh, inspiration and the Apple Town Halls and the Genius Grove and beautiful trees. Yeah, this is a. Uh, one of one of my favorite uh, changes of the year, uh, so you, for so sure. <laughs> uh, in May, we're into May now. Um, Apple made a weird announcement 
kind of a little bit about affiliate program changes, where they were going to cut them from 7% down to 2.5%. Then they kind of backtracked it a little bit to clarify that it only applied to in-app purchases. Uh, it, it was a very strange thing. Um, I, it seemed like maybe something got sent out that shouldn't have been sent out, and they tried to do their best to walk it back. Yeah. Yeah. It was very peculiar. Very peculiar indeed. Uh, we also got a couple of new Echo products in May, the Echo Look and the Echo Show. So the Echo Look is like the fashion camera thing, and then the Echo Show is the weird TV guy uh, that sits on your kitchen counter. Um, I would say the Echo Look is mostly forgotten about at this point. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the Google I.O. was also in May. Uh, a bunch of stuff was announced, mostly Android-focused stuff, uh, but something that happened in the Apple world was Google Assistant comes to iOS. Um, I was actually racking my brain about this a little bit, and I couldn't remember a lot of what actually happened at Google I.O. Yeah, I don't remember a lot either. Uh, we got Android uh, O. O, yeah. They showed a bunch of O stuff. I think this is the first time that they showed uh, Google Lens. Um, but I keep thinking it was Allo, yeah. but Allo was the year before. Um, I was here before. Yeah, I mean, this this year's Google I/O was mostly like it felt to me, you know, like enhancements on the stuff that they had been doing previously, as opposed to any huge, huge debuts. Yeah, well, and their exciting consumer stuff came in their fall. Yes, Pixel Two, even yep. anyway. So it's kind of for me, it's kind of hard to separate the two, mm-hmm. um, and that's just because I mean, it's just because we don't pay as close attention to them as we do, like WBC versus the iPhone event. But I think they are using a similar pattern. Like I/O is going to probably be more. Uh, developer focused and then they're going to announce the consumer stuff in the fall that works really well for apple and other companies i think google's going to fall into that rhythm as well yeah they had a bunch of stuff about daydream android tv like there are updates across the line but it wasn't anything like super super mega exciting i mean this one yeah uh federico vatici uh debuted his ios 11 concept video to the world at this time in may that was in may yeah that was in may you yeah, cannot well, leave any time for Apple to implement the features that you request. Every single time I publish these concepts, people say, uh, why didn't you do this in October or November so Apple can go through your list? And we talked about this when I did the concept. Um, um, yeah. But it went well. It went really well, uh, considering that I was late and that we had a bunch of problems trying to release the video in time. Uh, I, I was actually not just late in general, but I I was planning on posting on a Wednesday. It ended up being Friday. Uh, definitely going to make some changes next year if we do this again. But... Um, I was I was happy with the I was happy with the with the way that the video turned out and the features that I picked and I thought it was funny when a when a bunch of Apple engineers uh, stopped me in San Jose and they started asking questions about the video and they were like how did you know that uh, did did you hear something from someone I was like oh, I, I don't know uh, did you like the video and and uh, yeah I, I was happy with the result um, so we'll see if it, if it happens again this year I don't know. I got first. I guess I gotta. I gotta think up some mm. wishes and ideas. So, I have an idea. What if there was a section of the OS that you could put things temporarily? What would you call that? I feel like some kind of nook, <laughs> like a, a or like, like a, a, a cupboard. cupboard. Like a, yeah, mm. that was a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Actually. It's not a good name though. Yeah, 
But I feel I feel like that's a concept that you could definitely expand a little I could, bit. I could I could play around with that. Yeah, good grab sure. bag. Yeah, um, mm. yeah, something like <laughs> no, that. The video, as always, is great. The animation is great. It's done half a million views, which is awesome. So I always look forward to seeing these. I like it when you show us little pieces that you're working on throughout the process because mm-hmm. it's just it's just so well done. Uh, Instagram copies Snapchat's face filters, uh, continuing to push towards doing their best to kill Snapchat. Um, and I think they're succeeding. Uh, like 2017 sure a lot of trouble for snapchat um and this is mostly in part i would expect you to instagram stories um and all the stuff that they've been doing uh shazam the apple-owned company launches a complete redesign of their application as well in may all right let me take our second break for this week's episode and thank our second sponsor our friends over at Casper, the company focused on sleep that are dedicated to making you exceptionally comfortable one night at a time. Look, you spend one third of your life sleeping. If you spent a third of your life doing anything, you'd want to make sure that it's the best it can possibly be, right? That is why you need Casper. Their mattresses are perfectly designed for humans with engineering to soothe and support your natural geometry. Casper mattresses have got all the right support in all the right places. So what goes into making a Casper mattress so darn comfortable? Well, they combine multiple supportive memory foams to give you a quality mattress that has just the right sink and just the right bounce. Their mattresses are designed and developed in the US and their breathable design helps to regulate your body temperature throughout the night. You're not going to have to be like throwing the duvet off, pulling it back on, throwing it off, sticking a leg out, none of that, because the mattress is going to keep you nice and cool all night where you need it. Fantastic. We have a 20,000 reviews and an average of rating of 4.8 stars. Casper is very quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress. And I bet one of those reasons is because of their 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. It makes it so easy to give Casper a try in your own home. They will deliver the mattress directly to your door. And if for any reason you don't love it, Casper has a hassle-free return policy. You get to sleep on it for 100 nights and they'll take it back. But trust me, I reckon you're going to want to keep this thing. Now is the time, right? New year, new time. You want to change that mattress. You want to get a nice new sleep for 2018 and onwards. Now's the time to get a Casper mattress. They're going to deliver it to that box. You open that box up. Let me tell you, that is crazy. You get this little box, you open it up, and there's a mattress inside. Imagine that. Put it on the bed, you open it up, it breathes to life, and you're ready for nice, comfortable night's sleep. Super great stuff start sleeping ahead of the curve with casper you can get 50 dollars towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com connected and using connected at checkout terms and conditions apply you want to get one of these so you can start sleeping better these mattresses are super comfortable you're going to love it that is casper.com connected and offer code connected to get that 50 dollars towards any mattress purchase our thanks to casper for their support of this show we move into June, huge month in June. So I'm going to rattle through this stuff. All right. So we had WWDC. WWDC gave us iOS 11 uh, with the first news of the 32 bit app cutoff that was going to hit in September. We got new iPad Pros, the 10.5 inch and the 12.9. We got Mac OS High Sierra, with, uh, which kind of had the promise of a Snow Leopardy type fix. Which wah, yep. wah. Uh, the home pod <laughs> was announced to be shipping at the end of the year. That also didn't happen. Wah, wah. Uh, the Planet of the Apps season premiere happened during WWDC for a selection of very excited wah, wah. Uh, developers. Um, the iMac Pro was previewed. Uh, we got Watch OS 4, AR Kit, 
and the first mention of Prime Video coming to the Apple TV. Uh, that only took six months. <laughs> it was big. I'll say it was big. This was a it great was a, WWDC. It was a great WWDC. It was a great iOS 11 um, segment of the of the keynote. I was smiling the entire time, of yep. course. Yep. And, you were. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a really good time at the keynote, at the conference in general. I went to a bunch of sessions, and of course, we, we hang out. So... Uh, that was cool. Uh, always, always a good time of the year. And also, we we got the we got the iPads. We I got the iPad. I brought it to my hotel room, and I've been I was writing in the other room while you guys were having fun um, and chatting and talking and laughing. I was writing and listening to Brain FM. Uh, so yeah. That was not fun, but also it was pretty great. Because you're a pro blogger, mm. you can't stop. I'm pro blogger, yeah. Pro I guess. blogger. Mm. It it really was the first WWC in several where, unless you're a hardcore Mac Mini enthusiast, everybody got something, right? Uh, you iOS kids got something. Us grown-up Mac people got something. People who wanted Apple to have a speaker or, you know, seeing Siri extended. It really, it was very well-rounded. Now, it was very full. And, I mean, it was like a full two-hour keynote, and there was a lot of stuff to process. In fact... When I was looking through this document, looking at everything they introduced at WWDC, like I actually kind of honestly forgot about some of the stuff. It's like, oh right, everything was was here, and uh, yeah, it was just a great summer, and I think it set off the rest of 2017 to be, on the whole, a pretty good year for for Apple fans. There's some stuff we'll talk about later on, but all in all, June I think was a big home run. Mm-hmm. Scott Forstall returned. Um, he did a great interview at the Computer History Museum to mark the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. Uh, Which we visited. We didn't see nope. this. This was like the week after yes. or a couple weeks after uh, we were in San Jose. But we went to uh, visit uh, some friends at different tech companies. We do that every summer. And we went to Google this year. And then because I was the only one in the car that could drive, I drug the two of you and Gray to the Computer History Museum and made you walk with me as I explained how a rope member used to work. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, the highlight of the trip. It was very fun. I like that you said drug, uh, as in like the only way you could have <laughs> got us there was to actually just drug us in the Google cafeteria. You just dropped a little pill in all of our drinks. and then it Dra- Dragged you? Yeah. I, think been, dragged. Been dragged? I think it's dragged. Mm-hmm. Drung. I drung you, you through you the museum. You drugged us. You drank us. You, you drugged us and you, you threw us in. in the, I did drink you. you. It, is, it is like being drank. You threw us in the, in the trunk of the car. And then yeah, you which was unnecessary because like, there was so much space in the car. Come on, boys. Let's go to the museum. It was. Oh, yeah, no. I picked you all up. You're like, why do you have a white panel van as the rental car? Well, you'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, can you pop the trunk, please? <laughs> why do you have three bloggers in your trunk? <laughs> I'm no blogger. Don't paint that on me. You can't. No, you have you yeah. have you have a website. Yeah. Like you, yeah, you sometimes share opinions in written form. No, it was it was two vloggers and then two you vloggers yeah. and a blogger. A couple of yeah. vloggers yeah. and a blogger. How do you call a group of vloggers and bloggers together? Mm, for bloggers, loggers, loggers. Yeah, it's just loggers. <laughs> a couple of loggers. Uh, my chill mix launches on Apple Music as well. So uh, hooray for that! Where everybody got more chill. Everyone got more chill in June. Uh, July brought with it the iOS 11 blue bar location furor that ah. occurred during the betas, 
where right. there was a yeah. blue bar at the top of uh, the iPhone constantly whenever lo- location was being shared. Um, we were, we Everybody was under the belief that this was a way for Apple to try and shame companies. I think those companies got super mad and Apple changed their course on that. Um, yeah, The Rock debuted a movie with Apple about Siri, which was fantastic. Um, I enjoyed that so much. That was great. Um, Stephen Hackett had his most successful blog post in history when he uh, posted some true, 5K actually. wallpapers, which are amazing. Um, it is I'm actually trying to log in to WordPress. I believe that it is the single uh, most viewed page on my website of all time after a decade. Really? <laughs> so, so there's that. People really like their wallpapers. What can you say? Uh, coming in 2018, so. 512wallpapers.com. Steven's rebranding. <laughs> uh, Apple launches yeah. as well their public machine learning journal, so a place Ooh. for them to publish research um, about the machine learning that they're doing. I'm expecting, you know, just all the great autocorrect learnings uh, to go there. Um, it's going to be great. I can't wait mm. to to correct things more automatically. So we this is a, a more interesting story than it, than it appears because Apple, of course, is very private and they've taken some heat. Because like the machine learning and artificial intelligence community, there, there's a big push on publishing what you're working on so other people can see it. And it's kind of how you build – you sort of build your resume in public both as, as individual scientists or, or engineers or developers, but as well as a company. And so you know they've had eight posts since then uh, – excuse me, uh, issues. They're on volume mm. one, <laughs> issue eight. I don't know when they go to volume two. Is oh, that 2018, know. maybe? You'll I don't know. know. The volume two is when the machine learning starts writing the posts. You don't want to read the volume uh, two. Trust yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be nobody around when is, volume two is published. If you see yeah. a volume two, it's but, too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is giving Apple a place for their employees to publish some stuff. And, it, you know, their names aren't necessarily on it, I don't think. But it's a step in the mm-hmm. right direction. And, I, and I mean, I've read all of these issues. Really? I, I don't understand no. them. Hmm. Like, I, I try to read them thinking I want I, – because I, I want to know more. I want to see what they're doing. But it's very difficult because I'm not in this field. But I, I do think it's more interesting than Apple made a blog but called it a journal mm-hmm. because they're pretentious. Every time I try to to read these posts, and it, it ends up with me just scrolling through until I find the paragraph in plain English that I understand. So I basically mm-hmm. read the, the opening and the conclusion and everything in the middle That's with fair. weird mathematical signs and, and the equations and the graphics, I don't, I don't, I just skim over. Because I don't understand. I just like that emoji makes it into one of them. That's fun. That's fun for me. <laughs> I get to look at the pretty pictures. In August, the iPod Nano and iPod Shuffle were removed from sale. Womp, womp, womp. They're gone. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I made a video about it. You should go watch because it's it's like I did it. Like I speak monotone. I have very sad music very in the sad. background. And and uh, there's a lot of shots of like iPads fa- like fading out of view and stuff. It came out nice. Uh, but in better news, Carpool Karaoke launched on Apple Music. I remember I was in uh, New York a bunch in, in August, and they had just huge ads in Times Square for this thing. Didn't do very well, I don't think. I heard nothing about it. Nothing. Yeah. At least Planet of the Apps, people were talking about it. Carpool Karaoke, it feels like nobody was talking about it. This was just, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, maybe, I, I guess, a few people watched it. Um 
I, I saw the episodes uh, in the main page of Apple Music whenever there was a new one. I never, I never bothered to to watch it because nope. I feel like this stuff. If an episode is really good, I'm gonna hear about it and I'm gonna watch it on YouTube. But this didn't happen with this series. Like there was no social sharing of people saying, "Oh my god, you need to watch." You need... like, for example, uh, last year, bunch I saw a bunch of people saying, "You need to watch the episode with Harry Styles and James Corden in Carpool Karaoke." And so I went to YouTube and I found the episode. I didn't see that kind of word of mouth sharing for Carpool Karaoke and Apple Music, which I guess is a it's a problem because of course it's not the kind of platform that YouTube is. So it'll be interesting to see this year if Apple continues with this video content on Apple Music. I don't think they will. I think all the video content will be in its, be in the TV app. I think yeah. uh, they're, they're, they're more serious now. This was all jokes, right? Like yeah. this was all just them. Honestly, I don't even know why they were doing it, really. Like I don't know what they were attempting, but they're serious now. Like the money that they're spending, the people that are attached to their projects yeah. Yeah. Is, is serious business. August brought my favorite story of the year, which was the HomePod firmware leak <clears throat> because yes. it revealed oh, yes. everything. Oh. It was, I mean, I understand why people were like, uh, got mad about it because it, it did spoil, like it spoiled everything. Like even like an emoji, right? Which really shouldn't mm-hmm. have leaked. But the thing was, I spent, we all spent like a month where like every day we were finding out some new thing. It was exciting for that period of time. And it was as people that have to try and come up with content every week. It was brilliant because August (laughs) is dead time. Nothing happens in August. August is the worst. But we had just like a whole thing. It was great. August was great because of that. Yeah. So, so what all, I mean, I'm trying to think through everything we saw in here. We saw, uh, the iPhone 10 shape, yep. so the yeah. notch yeah. was confirmed. We saw LTE watch was confirmed. LTE, oh yeah, LTE watch. The the way that this the way that an emoji the the low poly version, but still an emoji. And we saw the way that the status bar worked with the with the split layout and yep. the and the notch and the ears. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw, I think we saw the the. Um, uh, the multitasking, how how it worked, I'm pretty sure. Or Gurman actually described the multitasking, and then there was the HomePod leak, and we saw the side button with the multiple features for Siri and um, uh, rebooting the phone or whatever. We saw. Um, I'm trying. What does the iPhone 10 do? Um, Face face ID <laughs> face the, ID. I mean, yep. We have um, all the animations, right? Like the setup and the code, the code name, yep. and the code name for it. Everything. It was. It was. It was bonkers. I mean, I remember unprecedented. It was unprecedented. I remember watching the the September event, and you know, it's like, you know, he comes like, I was like, oh, we have, you know, we have one more thing, and Phil Schiller comes out after like a flashy video talking about the iPhone 10, and like. Just the, like, sort of the disconnect of, like, everyone in the audience, everyone watching knows what he's going to say, but Apple still has to... Pretend. Still has to uh, deliver the yeah. keynote Let's as go if for the it's motions. exciting. Yeah, like, it's just, this is yeah. how it is. Like, they just keep doing it. But, yeah, it was very interesting. Uh, our friend Chris Lantner's back. Uh, he leaves Tesla and joins Google. Uh, he joins hmm. the Google Brain uh, machine learning team. Clearly, Tesla was not the place for Chris yeah, you, you could say there was a swift departure. Whoa. Oh, boy. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> 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 I have waited four months for this joke. 
I've been sitting on this joke for literally weeks, and now I finally get to deliver. I feel so so happy. Oh man, right can you now. imagine yeah. if I would have just busted that out by accident? You'd have been so mad. I yeah. would have hated you. You've so been much. testing this joke for several months yeah. now. I've been practicing with Sylvia. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, run through. <laughs> is he still at Google? Is yeah, he, I guess he is. Yeah, isn't he? he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there were new uh, Apple Maps and App Store icons debuted, and everybody oh, yeah. flipped out. But it wasn't I mean, important at I all. I forgot about this. They are still bad icons, though. I don't think they're <laughs> they bad icons. Bad. I don't think they're bad. I think that the Maps one is fine. It's just their new campus, but the App Store one is still. People were mad about the Maps one, though. Like to just, I don't yeah, even the, know the why. Yeah, the Maps one is the Maps one is fine. The App Store looks like a popsicle sticks. I like it. It does. I like it. Uh, the Essential Phone debuted um, in August. I remember that. Uh, beautiful phone uh, that that came out then, but unfortunately, the Essential Phone basically has no future at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. Ulysses, Federico's favorite uh, text editor, moved to a subscription pricing model. Uh, one of the and big apps was upset. that moved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why, why was that? I think uh, Ulysses was one of the last apps one of uh, the last modern apps with a with a full suite of mac and iphone and ipad that was still using the old paid up front model mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. the i guess the idea of a subscription based text editor was still new months ago now of course we're seeing a lot of a lot of different types of apps using the subscription model but at the time bear the not taking app was the only similar idea but ulysses was a, an app that's been around for a decade at least and people are really attached to it and they also the fact that the this move was was a, a surprise we had no um like these days i see a lot of developers pre-announcing the fact that they are going to use a subscription model for their next version and instead i i wonder if maybe the ulysses team should have um planned this announcement in a different way maybe months before started to sort of mm, preparing their customers for this change and it was really unexpected and i mean of course i signed up right away but it was really unexpected for a lot of people and also um they were having issues with the uh, discounts that they promised to existing customers it didn't really work uh so a bunch of people got charged more and cool. that only added to the discomfort of yeah. those people with the subscription uh, i i think it should have it should have been uh, should have been handled uh, maybe a little better from a PR perspective, but I hope. I mean, I think and I hope it. Everything is fine now. I see that the Ulysses folks are continuing to release updates at a at a faster pace uh, than before, which is good. Which is the the entire point of moving to a subscription. It allows you to to continue to ship features and changes and updates and fixes without having to wait for the big, you know, uh, 4.0, 5.0 releases, big milestone type of release. Now you can do, you can break updates down in smaller chunks and release, you know, every couple of weeks, which is better for everybody. So I hope it's working out now. So we move into September. Uh, in the beginning of September, Apple kills off the iTunes Music Festival after ten years. Uh, it's now gone. They they're moving to more local events, different events. Not doing the festival in London anymore. 
Uh, Siri moved under Craig Federighi's organization, um, mm. which was kind of detailed on Apple's leadership page. And then, of course, we had uh, a bunch of product releases. We had the iPhones 8 and the iPhone 10, the Apple TV 4K, and the Apple Watch Series 3, which had an immediate bug uh, where it was struggling to connect <laughs> to LTE networks that was also fixed pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, it was. A, I think it was a pretty great product release. I mean, I've got the iPhone 10, the Apple TV, and the Apple Watch Series 3, and I'm really happy with all of those products. They, they all do exactly what I want them to do. Um, yeah. And in the case of the iPhone 10, a little bit more as well. Like, I uh, continue to be very, 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 very happy with these products. So, You know, the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus get overlooked by sort of our, our circle of people because we all like the 10. But during the holiday season, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people... You know, you know, friends and family ask, you know, hey, I'm going to buy a new phone for myself or for somebody else. And a lot of these people were coming from like an iPhone 6 yep. or 6S. And the 8 is a is a great update over a phone of that age. And uh, I mean, there would have been complaints if that was the only iPhone because it does look, you know, basically the same. But if you don't want the 10, the 8 and 8 Plus are, are really good choices. And uh, iOS 11 is obviously released in September, and it came with Federico's uh, masterwork, and uh, I lost my voice. So yeah. it, was, it was good good <laughs> for everybody all around uh, in September, I think. Yeah, it was... Uh, um, this year, I, I, again, we had some issues on the site. Again, another instance of things that will need to be changed and get better in the future, but... Uh, it was also different for me because I, I didn't take the usual break after publishing my review uh, because as we will see in October, we all met again. So uh, yeah, it was it was a different it was a different review release day and week and month than usual. Yep. And I, I hope to be back on a normal review month uh, in, in 2018. Let's thank our final sponsor for this week's episode, and that is Pingdom. You can start monitoring your websites and servers today at pingdom.com slash RelayFM. You get a 14-day free trial when you sign up there and use the offer code CONNECTED to get 30% off your first invoice. All you need to do is give Pingdom a URL that you want them to monitor, and they take care of everything. They are focused on making the web faster and more reliable for everybody that has a website. They have great, easy-to-use, powerful tools for this. Basically, what happens is, if you're a Pingdom user, they will monitor the availability and performance of your server, database, or website all the time. They use 70 global test servers that emulate visits to your site. They check its availability as often as every minute. And they can monitor every part of your website. It's not just a, like a binary, is it up or is it down? They just don't. They look at things like search functionality and login functionality and e-commerce checkouts and stuff like that, contact forms even. All of these dependencies that you have on your site, Pingdom can monitor all of them to make sure that everybody's interaction with your website is a breeze. This is what you want to know about. Stuff breaks on the internet all the time. Pingdom detect 13 million outages a month. You don't want to be one of those. But when you are, Pingdom will help you. They will alert you in any way that you want to know immediately so you can fix that error before the downtime affects you. You don't want to be caught out with somebody like tweeting at you and saying, hey, your website's down. You don't want that. You need Pingdom. Check it out today. You'll be the first to know when your site is down. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM. You'll get a 14-day free trial and then use the code CONNECTED at checkout to get 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and RelayFM. All right, October rolls around. The Sonos One uh, is announced. 
which is a product that I still have my eye on. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how that thing unfolds um, as time goes on. Could, you know, just if it get, if it does get Google Home and then seeing how that integrates with the Amazon Echo, and if it does get AirPlay two and how that all integrates together, could could be a very compelling product. Um, Google had their hardware announcement, the Pixel 2, the Pixel 2 XL, the Google Home Mini and Max, and the Pixel Buds are all announced. Um, uh, at least at the event, on the whole, looked like a really good crop of products, but as we know, uh, the Pixel 2 XL and the Google Home Mini had some significant problems, which had a real long news yeah. cycle to them. I felt really bad for Google because things just kept going wrong for them. It uh, wasn't great. wasn't great. Uh, personal news, some personal news, hashtag. Uh, we had a great live show um, in Chicago at Release Notes, mm-hmm. uh, including excellent moments like the uh, <laughs> iMac G3 clamshell surprise and Federico and the Baker. Uh, some, some real just key moments of the year there um, as as yeah. part of our yeah. live show. People, I also played AR still basketball. Bring it up. Mm-hmm. As they should. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You were playing with the game on the table yeah. as we were talking. You just got up from the table. Can't take you anywhere. I felt like I felt like we needed some energy in the room, so I decided to go play basketball. That really was a great a great week. Uh, Federico, you spoke at release notes yeah. and just did a killer job. We did the Pinac did a live show at Field Notes, and then we actually kind of helped host a meetup at Field Notes. Um, as well, everyone's favorite uh, paper notebook brand. So it was just a really fun, a fun time. Um, and uh, I, I think that we will do more live stuff next year mm-hmm. for sure. And we were also on Do It By Friday where we challenged each other and challenged ourselves. So that was fun too. Challenged your stomachs. Yeah, we most definitely did. Uh, the iPhone 10 reviews started dropping. Uh, there were some YouTubers and everyone went mad. Um, so that was a, uh. that was a whole big scene. Uh, but eventually, iPhone 10 reviews came out via the more traditional channels, um, and then everybody was happy again. The further we get away from Apple people just losing their cool that some YouTube kids got their phones before them, the more angry I am about it. Ooh. I thought I would be less angry, but it's like it's such a bad look on people who are upset about that. Just, 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 just grow up. It's fine. They can have the phone before you. It's okay. It was announced that um, SiriKit will be on HomePod, and there's just some weird stuff going on. So, like, basically all that HomePod's going to be able to do is a subset and then some of the SiriKit commands that currently exist. And all of the processing of uh, HomePod commands will occur on an iPhone, which is connected to it, which I think is disappointing. Um, And it's just another reason why I'm not interested in the HomePod. But we'll, yep. see. we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes as time moves into next year, this year. Uh, in November, the iPhone X actually arrives in our hands and we rejoice at the wonder of the phone from the future. Um, I think I speak for all of us that we love our iPhone Xs and they're we wonderful do. in every single way. Uh, our national nightmare is over as Google Docs finally gets drop. Uh, <laughs> doesn't get does it get dragged so much? Uh, but it definitely gets drop. So we're happy about that. Twitter goes to 280 characters, where I'm going to give a hot take. I like it. Yeah, it's useful. <laughs> like, I, it is I'll, useful. And I don't feel useful. like I'm reading blog posts, right? Like I, no. I feel like on the whole, people aren't using 280 characters for every tweet. Most people are still keeping their, their tweets short. But 
I find myself a lot of the time being able to explain things and, and point out what I want to point out way easier in 280. Yeah, and it's useful when you want to, like for example, whenever I, I want to uh, post about like a big story that I've been working on mm -hmm. or a review or something like that, now I don't need to be extra careful counting the characters that I can include in the tweet. And that extra space with uh, combined with the fact that now images don't count against the quota anymore it's been really great to announce new big feature stories on the site uh, this past it's few months so, so much easier so much Thumbs easier up. yeah yeah yep. yeah it, it, it really is great uh the home pod has been delayed in november mm. we will not mm. see it this year hashtag mike was right and then animal crossing launches on ios I missed this. Like I, I was traveling when it came out, and by the time I would have got to play it, everyone was super mad about it. So I just never played it. I never played it either. Uh, it doesn't. From what I've seen, it doesn't feel like the Animal Crossing I know. And yeah. uh, considering my taste in, in Vita games, putting up with some mobile restrictions with timers and lift tickets and stuff like that, it's just not for me. So I won't even bother. Then we move into December. So the last month of the year, Apple had a really mega bad week with the Mac root mm -hmm. bug and the iOS date bug. That was bad times. It was a bad week. Yeah. Um, Apple Pay Cash launches with iOS 11.2. I'm still waiting uh, for that, so I have nothing to say. Stephen, do you ever use it? Besides like sending Jason Snell the same $2 back and forth, I did actually use it uh, because I'm going, uh, I'm traveling with some friends uh, next year and I'm splitting a hotel room with somebody and they... Apple Pay cashed me their half. And so I have used it for one large thing. And it's really fast. And like you take it and you go into settings and tell it, you know, hey, I want to deposit this in my bank account. It was there in a couple of days. So it works, but it hasn't taken off yet. Hmm. Uh, Apple's uh, iMac Pro went on sale. Very expensive. I'm happy I get to play the game again where you can make it the most expensive computer imaginable. It's like 13000 uh, it's, it's I like to do that. Um, I like to play that game. I'm looking forward to playing that game when the Mac Pro comes out, see if we can get it even higher. The podcast, Apple Podcast Analytics beta rolled out. Mm. This has been interesting. Uh, it, I'm very keen, obviously, to see what this leads to. I think that it confirmed a lot of my own assumptions that I've made, which I was pretty pleased about, about the way that people consume and listen to shows and what they're listening to and what they're not. Um, I think some people thought that this was going to be a death knell for podcasting. It definitely isn't and won't be. Uh, and actually, I think it could end up being good uh, for certain people who require this type of stuff. So I'm keen to see how this continues to roll out next uh, around the, this year, next year, into the future. Who knows? App pre-orders exist for the yeah. first time uh, on the iOS App Store uh, with a bunch of games um, that were popping up. And it seems like this is something that some indie developers, as we hoped, uh, are starting to integrate. Um, into their launch plans so this is this is great to see um i think that we're all as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago very keen about this um and then i'll run through this one apple requires shazam we'll wait and see on that one hmm. and then yeah two stories that broke over our holiday break there was a mark bloomberg room uh mark bloomberg that's what i call him now Mark Bloomberg <laughs> over at German Tech, uh, he had a rumor about uh, Apple, apparently, WWDC, maybe, uh, this year will announce that iOS apps can run on the Mac. 
this looks like a, a, a very interesting thing. Uh, I think we should just point people to Under the Radar. Um, there's a great episode of Under the Radar yes. about this where Marco and David, who are very uh, well-versed on this stuff, uh, sit down and talk about it. Uh, I will say personally, I'm, in, I'm excited about this because uh, being able to run some iPad apps on my Mac where I don't have a Mac component app that like goes along with them, I think could be great. And if there is a potential for the inverse, which I'm not sure about really, uh, where maybe you never know, some Mac apps could come to the iPad because of this. We don't know yet. There's a lot to unpack, and uh, I think I think this will happen. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but um, I'm interested. I, I don't know if it will be this year, but I think this will happen eventually. Yeah, I just I added a blog post that was literally just a list of questions I have, um, and uh, I, that's still how I feel. There's just a lot of questions here, and... I was pretty pessimistic about it initially, and then that under the radar episode, which again there's a link in the show notes, really changed my th- like really changed my thinking on it. Honestly, uh, I, I wrote a post about that as well. That the, the argument they laid out from the iOS side of things uh, was really concise, and I'm I'm cautiously optimistic now about what this could mean. But we just don't know. There's just not enough information in that German report. And uh, we're just going to need to see where it goes. Mm. My guess is if this is coming at WWDC, as he said, could be possible that we will start hearing more about this yeah. Uh, yeah. in the lead up to it. Or, you know, other things will get, start moving around that seem like something is coming. So uh, I think we need to keep an eye out for App Store changes or policy changes that could be could point to something else happening yeah. here. Yeah. Well, I, when I saw the rumor a few days ago on Twitter, uh, the, of course, I the first reaction by many people was to was to post uh, screenshots of iPhone apps running on a Mac, and I don't think that's what's happening at all. I, I don't think this is a way to get you to use iOS apps on the Mac. I think we're going to see. Um, it's more about a new UI framework uh, that lets you write uh, an, a single application that can be uh, run on iOS, on the iPhone, on the iPad, and on the Mac. It's a new UI framework, or it could be a bridge from UIKit to AppKit, sort of like uh, what's it called, UXKit that Apple is now UX-Kit. using with photos on the Mac. Um, yes. But I could see a new, I could see this new UI framework that is consistent and that it's adaptive to the platform that it runs on and that it's 64-bit only, uh, maybe Swift only, I don't know, uh, but it could definitely be 64-bit only. There's a requirement for macOS apps on the Mac App Store to be 64-bit only next year, Uh, I mean in 2018, uh, just in a few months. And I could see how there could be an option for developers to have universal, actual universal iOS and macOS apps, or maybe just write a macOS app with a new framework and keep selling it on the Mac App Store. So I I would be surprised if we will get the requirement that now every single Mac app on the App Store needs to be an iOS app first. I think we're going to see this new shared UI framework, which in theory should help developers be more consistent in the feature set that they use but i want to see how i want to see how apple themselves they're going to use this if this is true does it mean we're going to get more feature parity between macOS and ios apps uh is this a thing that is going to happen massively for every single built-in ios application in 2018 we don't know so mm-hmm. so it should be a fun wwdc i think 
All right, and for our last story of the year, which is one I'm sure you're all very familiar with by now, which is the Apple battery throttling thing. So for a little bit of background, we were talking about this a few weeks ago, right? There were Geekbench test results with a bunch of stories that came out around it about the fact that it looked like Apple were uh, throttling the CPUs of some phones as they were getting older. Then Apple confirmed in some statements to some press that it was part of a software update that they did for battery health. Um, And then this set off a tidal wave of stories of people saying that their fears, their greatest fears were confirmed that Apple were throttling phones, like a thing that we've all been having to deal with for years, uh, saying that, no, Apple don't do that, Apple don't do that. Well, it turned out that they did. Uh, For whatever reasons, they admitted to doing it. People started freaking out. Then Apple wrote this huge open letter. Uh, They apologized for their lack of communication on the issue. They went into quite a lot of detail about why they do this and what the benefits are. Um, And then they have said that there's going to be an upcoming release of iOS, which will include more information to the user, which is exactly what we want, and will alert users if their device's performance has been degraded because of battery health. And then from now on throughout 2018, you can get a battery replacement for your 6, 6S, SE, or 7 for just $29. So these these prices are being reduced kind of across the world, and they're knocking around 50 off of the original price. So this was a pretty huge story. I mean, it's, it's not very normal for a story like this to happen right at the tail end of the year, but we got one. Um, Apple, I think, did the right job. They did the right thing in addressing it and saying that their communication was bad because it was, because this was a bad look for them. This is something that nobody wanted to see. Uh, the the fact that your phones are getting slower by a software update, nobody wanted to see that. And I'm happy to see that Apple have addressed it and they've got a good battery replacement program in place right now. Uh, but we're going to have to wait and see. I, I don't think this is going to be the last that we hear about this story, but it is the last one that we're going to talk about on this special wrap-up episode. So that was 2017. Uh, like every year, there's a bunch of stuff where we can look back and laugh at ourselves. Um, and uh, there's been some interesting trends throughout the year. I think it's been a good year, mostly, especially since June. Um, I've been very happy with the most of the stuff that's happened since then. Uh, Apple just had a really bad December, though, right? Like, just a just a poopy December. Like, just yep. not a good one for them. Um, so, which is a shame. So I hope that that trend doesn't continue into this year and through the, through the rest of the year. Let's just say they just had a lot of bad luck in december we'll of course be back next time as we uh will be doing our predictions for the year which i'm already really concerned about uh i don't feel like i have any good ones so apple pencil too we're gonna go we're gonna keep keep pushing on that who knows uh, if you want to catch our show notes for this week there's a great place that you can go and do that it's over at relay.fm slash connected slash 174 uh, Federico is at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I on Twitter, and he is over at MaxStories.net. Uh, Stephen is at ISMH, he's at 512pixels.net. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, guys. Arrivederci. Adios.